What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In My Prime podcast. Got four picks for today. Wednesday, the 10th of... <laughs> Wednesday, the 10th of January. Yeah, so I got four picks locked in overnight. A uh, quick recap, I went two and three. Um, see, the two wins, it was uh, Mo Wagner over... Um, over 19.5 PRA, uh, just... Magic are completely depleted right now. He's actually like a really good scorer, um, really good rebounder. You know, so felt a little bit off. Um, he cleared it pretty easily. Other winner was Scotty Barnes over one and a half threes. I think he went three for six, so good volume. Also shot the ball well, but six attempts, definitely good too. Ones I lost, uh, I bitched about this one on Twitter a little bit. <laughs> the Fox one, I mean, dude. Oh, man, like, Murray went stupid, Sabonis went stupid, Malik Monk went stupid. I think they alternately combined for 89 points. And Fox, even with all that, Fox gets to 26, and he had that one play that kind of went viral on Twitter where he had a wide-open dunk, and he just, the ball just slipped out of his hands on a fast break. Like, literally wide open, but you know what? That'll happen. It's uh, called betting for a reason. We're putting these bets down, knowing we have a chance at losing, knowing that... Uh, stuff that usually doesn't happen ha- can happen and will happen. So, you know what? Um, I think that one definitely could have been a winner, but uh, it wasn't. So that happens. Uh, next loss was Brunson, seven and a half assists. Ends at seven, um, plays 26 minutes. Uh, Blount was definitely on the table, but he only played 26 minutes, which uh, for a Tibbs led team, it's a little bit strange. He usually still finds his way to, like, 30, which not a guarantee that he would have gotten eighth, but he was close. Um, just didn't happen to get there. So um, I watched the first few minutes of that game, and uh, Brunson had, like, six potential assists or so, like, in, like, the first five minutes. So I, I think that going forward, if you get another seven-and-a-half line, it might be a good uh, good spot to buy again. So unfortunate loss there, but uh, just keep in mind, I think that, Going back to that seven and a half five for Brunson in the future is a good idea. And then um, the next loss I had was one I had right before tip off. Anthony Davis under twenty nine and a half or twenty eight and a half points. Um, he had like a really bad hit rate coming in with D'Lo, Reeves, and LeBron all playing. Um, and also I saw Thaddeus Young was starting until like the average person, who actually would have been right, <laughs> but the average person that I like, see that oh barbecue chicken. I see that, and I'm like, okay, um, Darko's got to have something up his sleeve. There's got to be a ton of doubles coming because there's no way you're going to have Thaddeus Young guarding a pick-and-roll with no help. There's no way you're going to be having him guard him one-on-one in the post with no help. And uh, AD had like 16 in the first quarter, thought it was completely chalked. Went into the fourth quarter with 21 points. Um, He had a monster fourth, but that play had life for sure, and uh, they made adjustments just – they were too late, especially after the first quarter when he just dominated. So, two and three, not the best day. On to today, though. So, for the first play I have, starting off with an under. Um, this one's going to be very popular. I played SGA, Shea Gilgis Alexander, under 33.5 points, minus 110 at, G- at DK. So, for SGA, reasoning's pretty simple. He's under 21 out of 34. He's averaging 31.5 points per game on the year. Um, it's just a brutal matchup in Miami. Uh, this The Heat, Spo, they're a team that will take away your best player. Um, he's obviously a great coach. 
You look at some recent elite talents against the Heat. Devin Booker only had 20 points, and that was without KD. LeBron only had 12. Kawhi had 24, so that's a pretty solid game, but it's nothing crazy from Kawhi. Laurie Markkinen, um, not an elite. He's a, he's a solid player. I don't know if he's elite, elite, but uh, he only had 12 points. Steph Curry only had 13, and then Tyrese Maxey only had 12 points, and that was without Embiid, too. So they really, really can take away your best player, especially when they got Bam at a bio healthy. Um, Jimmy's out for this one, but, uh, you know, they've been doing just fine against elite guys without him. So um, we all know that Miami, they're just a defensive-minded team in general. Uh, last 15 games, the Heat are allowing the six fewest points per game overall. They're playing at the fourth slowest pace, so... Just not a not a game environment for a ton of points here. Also, uh, last year Shea, I, like I said, he's averaging thirty one and a half this year. Uh, last year Shea was at thirty one point four, so basically the same uh, against the Heat last year. He had uh, scoring outputs of twenty seven points, twenty six points, and that was on thirty six and thirty nine minutes. So no cheapies, no blowouts or anything. Full minutes um, wasn't really close at all last year when he was pretty much averaging the same. Points per game is this year. So, yeah, man, all in all, this is just an inflated line in general for SGA, in my opinion, like a 33.5 line. I think that, like, 31, 32.5 is, like, a normal line. Uh, and then you combine that with just a brutal matchup against the Heat, who are not afraid to take away your best player or attempt to take away your best player. Next play I have is Nikola Jokic over 44.5 points, rebounds, and assists, PRA. Um, that's at uh, Caesars at minus 125. Um, honestly, a lot of this play is mainly off of that. I think that this game will be uh, sneakily be super competitive. Um, we've had success fading Jokic at home in games where they're massive favorites, uh, specifically against the Hornets, against the Pistons. In those games, guys, he, he just doesn't try to score the, the basketball. Um, but in games that are competitive, we get a try-hard Jokic. So... Utah, Denver, you might just look at it blindly and be like, yeah, Denver's the way better team. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, Tyvon? And, yeah, you're right. They are the better team, and probably by a wide margin. But the fact that it's in Utah is very important. Uh, Utah has a really good home court advantage. They have gotten blown out at home once this year, and it was literally in, like, the first game of the year. It was in October. Denver, on the road, has blown one team out as well, and that was also in October. So... Denver on the road tends to play in close games, good for Jokic. And same with Utah at home, tend to play in close games and win. I think Utah is actually like 10-5 and five at home too. So like they're like a legit good team. Uh, Utah is also just fully healthy, playing good basketball. They're 7-2 and two since Lori came back. They just went into Milwaukee, and it was without Dame, but went into Milwaukee and really just handled the Bucks. So this Utah team, man, they're, they're playing really good basketball. They, get, they actually have a really good roster, like 1-10 through 10 in the rotation. So... I fully expect this game to be super close. And when that happens, Jokic, in truly competitive games, he'll be around 36, 38 minutes or so. Um, with 32-plus minutes this year with Jamal Murray, he's over in 10 out of 16 games. He's averaging 47.7 PRA. Uh, he already played the Jazz this year, posted 48 PRA. That was at home, too. Um, I, Jamal Murray did play. So, yeah. Um, the Jazz, if you just, like, look at, like, no ball. This is, like, a no ball thing, I guess. <laughs> the, the Jazz, they don't have an answer for Jokic, uh, especially in the non-Kessler minutes. And Walker Kessler comes off the bench. So 
a lot of Kessler's minutes will be with Jokic off the floor. Um, they have, like, Kelly Olenek, John Collins, dudes like that. John Collins starts. Um, he should have his way in the paint. They, those dudes are not protecting the rim for shit. Um, he should have his way on the offensive glass. John Collins, he's pretty low-usage guy, kind of a corner camper, kind of camps out in the dunker. Should have his way on the glass in those minutes for sure. Uh, in the Kessler minutes, he's, like, a good defender. If that means single coverage in a game that's close, uh, he'll have his way there. Um if they choose a double team him, he'll probably spike in assists and also just straight up doubling Jokic. It's it's not a good plan, man. It's really not a good plan. I mean, Jokic is such a damn good passer. He's gonna make the right play like ninety five percent of the time, and that's why a lot of a lot of the times teams don't even choose to double Jokic because it's just not smart. So, but it, like I said, if they do, then there's assists. That's why we're adding in PRA because the Jazz are a team that I have. Uh, realize that they are very into double teaming people so i think that going pra here is a move so yeah man all in all uh like i said i'm very confident that this game is going to be close competitive it's a six and a half point spread but trusting my gut here trusting denver's home uh denver's road splits trusting the jazz's home splits um a four a 44 and a half pra line straight up for Jokic. Uh, when the game's competitive, when he's getting try-hard mode, because that's what he does when it's competitive, uh, that's just frankly too low. So, um, like the matchup, uh, nice like 237 over-under in this one. And yeah, man, uh, I think we're getting a nice buy coming off of like a four-point game from Jokic against the Pistons when we cash on the under. So, love Jokic here. Uh, next one is another buy-low spot, actually. Uh, Anthony Edwards over 36.5 PRA, minus 119 at FanDuel. So uh, you've had like six points or something to, uh, yesterday against Orlando. It was a massive blowout where he played bad. So it was like just like the massive storm of like nothing, nothing brewing for Ant. <laughs> um, just ignore that, man. He, that will happen very, very rarely. Uh, prior to last game, Anthony's minutes have been going crazy. So last 13 games, which is when he came back from his injury where he missed a couple games, last 13 games he's been averaging 36.6 minutes per game and 40.7 PRA over that span. So he's been on a tear. He's been playing massive minutes. Um, honestly, and he's just like an ultimate competitor. And going up against an elite star-studded team like Boston, I, I know he's going to show up. I know he's going to be super aggressive. I know he's going to be needed for massive minutes if the, uh, for the Timberwolves to compete here. So uh, I just I fully trust Ant in a spot like this, man. Even if it's like a second half of a back-to-back, Ant's young and Ant's a dog, bro. Like I, I really I really don't care. <laughs> um, so Anthony Edwards this year uh, cleared this line in 21 out of 27 games this year with 32 plus minutes. And like I said here, man, like like the last 13 games. Uh, 32 plus minutes in all of those 36.6 minutes per game it's not a high threshold we're asking for uh boston the matchup with boston so boston yes they have great defenders i'm sure and will probably draw drew Derek white one of the two pretty much at all times but the fact that boston has good defenders uh and their scheme coupled with their scheme it actually benefits opposing star guards because they like to play single coverage um and in single coverage uh <laughs> Like, honestly, any star in single coverage is going to put up good numbers, but they're going to generate insane shot volume, too, because when they get single coverage, uh, they can get to their spots at will, pretty much. Um, they can 
yeah, they can just do their thing. So Ant in single coverage, he's going to take a ton of shots here. Um, Timberwolves, they already played Boston this year. The game went to overtime, I think is worth mentioning, so maybe his stats are a little bit skewed. But he was in foul trouble that game. So this is uh, in 38 minutes of play, which uh, if this game's close, I'd say he probably hits and probably does that. Um, he put up 54 PRA against Boston in 38 minutes. Um, yeah, and so just like to speak to Celtics matchup, man. Like he's gonna be played in single coverage. Like he's gonna he's gonna do his thing. So yeah, man. All in all, this is just a great hit rate on this prop. Um, it's a sneaky good matchup, and I love the spot too. I think we're gonna get a fully engaged Anthony Edwards in a marquee matchup, ultra aggressive. Um, as long as Minnesota can avoid getting blown out here, which definitely is possible, man. Boston at home, they are really, really damn good. But uh, as long as Minnesota can avoid getting blown out here, I, I really, really like our chances here with Ant. All right, uh, final prop of the pod. Um, this one's a weird one, but I played Steph Curry over three and a half rebounds, uh, minus 132 at FanDuel. So yeah, man, uh, weird prop, but Curry, he's like a much better rebounder than a three and a half line historically, and even this year with his rebounding being done. And that's especially true, in my opinion, with Chris Paul out. Uh, Chris Paul, he's a sneaky good uh, rebounder, kind of just like how Steph is. And it's because both are willing rebounders who are on the weak side. Um, But CP, the thing is with Chris Paul is that he's like the worst, the much worse on-ball defender than Steph. So CP, when they're on the court together, um, he's always like the guy who's in like the weak side help. And just getting easy rebounds, which has led to Steph this year having to play a ton more on-ball defense, and CP3 is the one getting like benefiting, getting easy boards, and those are the same easy boards that Steph has gotten in the past, which is why he's been a good rebounder. So Curry, over the last three years, I mean, 5.5 rebounds per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, 6.1 rebounds per game last year, and uh, he's having a down rebounding year this year. Obviously, like I said. But with that, like, he's still averaging 4.3 rebounds, and that's, like, um, I mean, this is a three-and-a-half line we're getting. So still averaging 4.3 rebounds, man. Uh, he's over this line in 21 out of 34 games this year, so really good hit rate. And then since last year, uh, this is regular season games. Since last year, um, he's over in 69 out of 90. So just, like, a really, really good hit rate. Um, with For the game environment, Warriors, they're, like, a team desperate for wins. They're coming off of like a brutal loss to Toronto. So I, I think we get a really good effort for them here at home against the Pelicans. Um, if that's the case, no Chris Paul. Close game at home. Steph should be around like 35, 36 minutes or so. Um, like I said, especially with Chris Paul being out. Curry, uh, individually matchup here. Curry likely gets tasked uh, with guarding Herb Jones, who's a very low usage guy, kind of just a corner camper. Um, that's... A really good matchup for rebounding should free him up to snag a lot of weak side rebounds and uh also you got Valanciunas in at the center position he's a very aggressive rebounder on the offensive glass which means opposing center opposing centers in this case guys like Trace Jackson Davis Kevon Looney those guys are going to have a tough rebounding spot they're going to have to box out a lot they're going to have to fight for contested rebounds it's just it's just a tough rebounding matchup for them which uh, means that other guys will have to help them out too. So individually, matchup-wise for Curry, um, obviously I could be wrong, but very confident that he's on Herb Jones, especially with Chris Paul out. Um, 
So yeah, man. Uh, like the matchup. So yeah, man. For this prop, all in all, I just really like the Warriors to bounce back here at home, compete, lead to a pretty high-minute game from Steph Curry here. Um, and Steph, man, with Chris Paul out, I, I like his chances to kind of get back to that 5.5 five, 5. 5 rebound per game guy, getting a 3.5 line, good hit rate this year even with it being down. Amazing hit rate dating back to last year. So, And like I said, I think that the matchup could also be a little bit beneficial here. So Curry over three and a half rebounds. It's weird, but I think that this one hits a lot more than it doesn't given the circumstances. All right, guys, uh, that's it for today. Um, quick go over the plays again. SGA under 33 and a half points, minus 110 at DK. Jokic over 44 and a half PRA, minus 125 at Caesars. And Edwards over 36 and a half PRA, minus 118 at FanDuel. And then Steph Curry. Over three and a half rebounds, minus 132 at FanDuel. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Best of luck on your wagers today. Hopefully we can all cash out and make net money.